All right, man, WFUQ 307 on the man's clock here in the man studio, FUQ. I hate to interrupt that incredible 75-minute fire on the mound by Grateful Dead 1973. We were just getting in the second half of the third part of the song. I hate that, but I got a message from our station owner and manager, Jim Drangle. He's listening to the show, man. He loves it. He loves the dead. He's outside of the studio with a small crowd, not entirely sure what's going on, but he's got a message for us. He'd like to go live. All right, Jim, plugging it down to you, brother. Take it away. Jim, indeed. If that doesn't make you see trails, I don't know what will. All right, FUQ, you will be back after this commercial break. Commercial break. Commercial break. Commercial break. On this episode of the commercial break. And third of all, I thought it was timely because there's a lot of talk about the podcast universe Mm -hmm. going on as we speak, mostly about the commercial break. But then there's this other smaller (laughs) podcast. (laughs) But there's this other smaller podcast that people may not be familiar with, but, you know, we'll give them a little shout out here. It's the Joe Rogan Experience. Mm -hmm. No one's heard of that. No, he just does it out of his basement. Yeah. (laughs) He has Elon Musk on, but we talk about black market farts. What is that? You never had a barbecue sauce by Kraft? No. Even at Kraft's barbecue sauce? No, I go Fox Brothers all the way. Uh, you go Fox Brothers? <laughs> it's uh, what? It, it's um, uh, Kansas City Kraft barbecue. Maybe is it Kraft? I don't know, but it's yeah. like ketchup, basically, with right. sugar and some spices yeah, in I'm it. Yeah, I'm not a big ketchup Fucking fan. Fucking delicious. You're not a ketchup fan? Mm-mm, at all. You don't like ketchup at all? No, I mean, I. it's okay. I don't put it on anything, though. How do I not, <laughs> not know this about you? Who's going to replace Vanna? Mm. Who's going to replace Pat? The mean bastard I don't that think he they is. They can be replaced. They can't. No yeah. one's quite an asshole like Pat is. <laughs> no one comes across as more condescending than Pat Sajak. You gotta find a real condescending asshole. Pat Sajak. <laughs> I think you might as well get Steve Bannon to replace Pat Sajak. <laughs> I mean, Bannon. it's like Pat Sajak is an asshole. Do you uh, not get that sense? Yeah. I've never liked that guy. Yeah. I've never liked The next episode of The Commercial Break starts now. Ah, Another episode of The Commercial Break. (laughs) I'd like to do that. Just get myself pumped up for the show. That's right. I'm so excited. It's another episode of The Commercial Break. I'm Brian Green. This is Kristen Hoadley. Best to you. Best to you, Brian. Best to you out there in the podcast universe. Thanks for joining us on this episode of The Commercial Break, the only commercial break you ever need. And remember, when you're leaving those podcast reviews, The Commercial Break, just checking in with you. But apparently it's working because lots of people are leaving reviews. And they're all seem to be very wonderful. Yeah, we don't seem to we have too many. That. We have a, a thing peppered in here or there. And it depends on which <laughs> podcast 
publisher you go to because okay. there are lots of podcast publishers like Castbox and Podbean and Overcast and all this. And there yeah. are certainly we certainly have our detractors. We're not everybody's cup of tea, so to speak. <laughs> we don't float. But we appreciate boat. all of the feedback. Sure. Yeah. Why not? I mean, you know. Go fuck yourself if you don't like the show. But I, you know, I get it. It's not for everybody, and and that's that's to be said. But I we wake I wake up on Saturday, and as I do, religiously checking our statistics yes, you do. and our charts, you know, because that's that's what we got to hang on to here at the podcast. <laughs> yes. Do you know what I'm saying? I like, do. I'm sure that you know. Um, I don't even know. I don't even know who who's on television anymore. But uh, Jimmy Kimmel, I'm sure that it's important to him to check the ratings from the night before. Yeah, see how he's doing. Yeah, see how he's doing. See if people are tuning in. See if it was interesting or it's not interesting. And uh, for us. The Apple Podcast charts and chartable charts are really the only thing, and Spotify charts, but are really the only things that we have to go by. Yeah. And so the chartable charts are an overall view of the podcast universe, mm-hmm. right? It's agnostic. It's not about one specific publisher. It's about all of them together. We've always been doing pretty well on the chartable charts, I think. Yes. Uh, but the P- Apple Podcast charts are a little bit different because mm. Apple has the lion's share of the podcast listening market. I can see that. That's where I listen to mine. Yeah. And they started podcast. podcast. And Castbox. Yeah. And Castbox. <laughs> Castbox is lovely to us. Yes. We have a large Castbox audience for a lot of different reasons. We do a lot of work with them. Um, but discoverability has always been an issue. Getting your podcast discovered is a hard thing to do, which is why there are tens of thousands of podcasts mm-hmm. and you probably only know about a few of them or listen to a few of them because it's an overwhelming deluge. Yeah. There's of a ton. Ton. Tens of thousands of active shows. But since Apple has a lion's share of the market, it's their kind of the earmark. Like, are you doing well on the Apple charts, so to speak? Right. And we weren't for a long time. Well, we'd show up here or there. We'd like pop on at number one. And we're in the improv comedy. um, That's our category is improv comedy. Yeah. And we'd pop on at number one. They only track the top 250. 101, or we'd be at 157. And then for a couple of months there, we were in the 50s or 60s, which was really nice. And I couldn't figure why it was ebbing and flowing. And Apple has this complicated way of doing their mathematics. As they do. As they do, right? And it's a big (laughs) fucking secret. For what reason, I don't know. Share with us. Tell us what the... They didn't want us to game the system. And it's really hard to game the Apple system. Mm -hmm. So on Saturday, I wake up, and we are number 17 on the Apple Improv Comedy charts. Thank you out there to all of you listeners who are listening and leaving reviews because I guess that's what they, they base it on. I don't know who at Apple is fired, like we were talking about last <laughs> yes. week, but this is clearly There's a There's a lever that's I, broken somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we're just flowing through like a fire hydrant now. There are so many there are so many great comedy podcasts in this top 20, yeah. all of which are they're extremely talented podcasters. Basement Yard and Obituary and From the Magic Tavern and I mean, I could go on and on. Spitballers Comedy, they're all great i've listened to all of them and they're they're wonderful and clearly we're the better podcast getting the recognition <laughs> that we so rightfully clearly serve <laughs> i just our I, litter box talk is our litter box top is like people can't farts, get enough of it farts, farts, farts litter box. just a tasty tea <laughs> i mean that's the kind of podcast that's wholesome for the whole family you it know really, what i'm saying yeah i can understand just, why we're flying up this you should just put it on your sodos and bust it through the whole house you know that's what matthias does i keep thinking that this must be a joke like there's somebody out there like there's some reddit chart somewhere that's like what's the worst improv comedy podcast out there the commercial break and there's a link to apple and they keep listening for because we're not funny and yeah. i can't imagine how we've gotten in this 
in this upper echelon of, of improv comedy podcasts. But thank you very much. I'll take it. And, you know, Apple's just one of those things you when you're on their charts. For us as podcasters, it's a level of you feel good about yourself. Yes, exactly. You feel like your balls Validation. Are big, 10 feet tall. Validation. Tits up. <laughs> Tits up. Tits ass up, out. Ass out. <laughs> You're going to the show. You know what I'm yeah, saying? exactly. We're best in show. Well, we're almost best in show. <laughs> we only have about a couple more million listeners we're that we need and we'll be number one. Uh, you're Miss Congeniality. <laughs> I'm Mr. Fucking Moron. <laughs> As we've been told by a couple of our podcast reviews, too. And the reason why I wanted to get into the podcast universe, you know, first of all, I like to share with people what's going on in the overall view, because the, you, are the, the listener, are a part of the success of the show. And we want you to know, first of all, we're grateful. Second of all, it's exciting. And I figure we, you know, pull back the curtain and let people know what's going on. Yeah. And third of all, I thought it was timely because there's a lot of talk about the podcast universe Mm -hmm. going on as we speak, mostly about the commercial break. But then there's this other smaller (laughs) podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But there's this other smaller podcast that people may not be familiar with, but, you know, we'll give them a little shout out here. It's the Joe Rogan Experience. Mm -hmm. No one's heard of that. No, he does it out of his basement. Yeah. (laughs) He has Elon Musk on, but we talk about black market farts. Just a tasty teener. That's yep. all you need. You have to have your head directly sewn in your asshole right now, not to <laughs> not to have heard about Joe Rogan. Yes, the Joe Rogan controversy on Spotify. Joe Rogan has been controversial since Spotify signed him. True. This is, there's nothing new under the sun. People have disliked this decision from the beginning, and Spotify has made a smart business move by bringing Joe over. I've already argued this on the podcast that Joe could have made a lot more money not on Spotify, but he may not want to deal with it. He doesn't want to deal yeah. with ad sales and all this other stuff. So for those of you who don't know, for if you happen to not know, Neil Young and a couple of other artists, Joni Mitchell, Joni Mitchell yeah. uh, Niles, uh, um, Niles Lovegren, the guitarist for Bruce Springsteen. OK. OK. Yeah. And I think in a musician in his own right, what he's done, I don't know. He's mm-hmm. yeah. Mainly to me, he's the, <laughs> he's the guitarist for Bruce Springsteen. They decide to pull. They are so upset at some of the what they they are describing as misinformation. Misinformation. Yeah. That they about COVID about COVID that mm-hmm. they gave Spotify an ultimatum. They said, "Hey, listen, if you don't, it's either Rogan or it's me." Is what Neil said. Neil was the first one. Yes. it's Rogan or me. You can't have both. And so, if you don't pull Rogan off the air, I'm going to pull my catalog out. Yep. Right? And then he did. And then he did it. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I think I think we can have a lively debate here without ruffling a lot of feathers, right? Because we're not a political commentating podcast and i think right. that's probably why we're up on the charts <laughs> yeah, because yes. if we were doing we any don't poli- talk anything about anything meaningful no we don't yeah <laughs> and i think people i i, I don't know in my well, that's the reason for the name the, the commercial, commercial break. break that's right yeah and quite frankly it makes me feel good to spend two or three hours a week not having to think about any of that True. stuff or be uh, me too. the deluge that comes from turning on any television news station or radio station or anything like that. But I feel because this is in our arena, because we are now podcast experts on the top of the charts, <laughs> just right. blazing across the podcast universe <laughs> as a bright star. Yes. And because we will soon get a similar contract from Spotify, mm-hmm. I figured it was important to know the ground rules. Is, yes. Don't you feel? I, I agree. <laughs> So Neil says, it's you or it's me. He pulls his music because obviously it's not Neil. Neil's not even the most. I, I Mike Pesca, who has the gist, the podcast, the gist, great podcast. Go check it out. Very centrist, you know, non-extreme, you know, very, listens to all sides of a point of view before making a I decision. Like yeah, yeah, Mike's and Mike's a good guy. I know him personally. He 
pointed out that Neil Young is not even the most popular Neil on Spotify, mm-hmm. right? I mean, mm-hmm. there's Neil Diamond and he's not, nor is he the most popular young on Spotify, young mm-hmm. MC and all these other guys. <laughs> so he young doesn't, MC. he doesn't have the kind of weight to demand that Spotify pull Joe Rogan. Like if it's a business decision, it's Joe Rogan all day long. Yeah. And, and by the way, Neil has all the right in the world to take yeah, his music I think wherever he's taking he wants a stand. To. Sure. But I, I applaud that. I, I do. Mean, yeah. Listen, you know, you can speak with your feet or speak with your pocketbook or speak with your farts like Brian does. <laughs> <laughs> you can sell them wherever you want to. <laughs> yeah. I like friend to friend and we, we haven't spoken a lot about this, but friend to friend, I believe I feel like Joe is an entertainer. He's not a medical scientist. He's not a doctor. We shouldn't be taking our advice, our COVID advice from Joe Rogan. That'd be like taking our, our, you know, I, I don't know. That'd be like getting advice pod, from our podcast. podcast advice from Carrot Top or something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, you shouldn't do that because that's not who Joe is. And Joe will tell you he's an idiot. He doesn't know anything. Please don't listen to me mm-hmm. right off the bat. I don't agree with some of the things that are being talked about on his show. And for a long time, I haven't, but I still believe that there needs to be a place for this kind of discourse that if we shut down alternative ideas then we put ourselves in a dangerous position of having someone with an opinion always censor somebody else who has another opinion that's true yeah and so i think i feel like it's a dangerous place for us to go now neil has the right to do whatever he wants to do i'm not saying mm-hmm. that i'm not saying neil doesn't have the right to speak of course he does that's yeah. good and good for you and to some degree i may agree with the sentiment but i what i'm getting nervous about with the quote unquote cancel culture is that it always comes it's a full circle mm-hmm. it's going to come back and bite everybody in the ass yeah because if we're allowing one or two or seven loud voices to determine what happens and how we form our discourse, then we're going to start being a country that that is really afraid to talk about anything for any reason. That's true. I agree. And I like the thought. I, I stand by the thought that an idea that's too dangerous to talk about is dangerous in and of itself. Like there, there, we just because you don't agree with someone's ideas doesn't mean that they should never be able to make a dollar again or they should never be able to speak in public again or they shouldn't be able to you know be on this platform or be on that platform yeah i mean it's a spectrum in yeah, my opinion i agree you know there's some people that are just so extreme and saying things that are blatantly false that other people are listening to and taking it as the truth yeah so that's dangerous too but yes i agree with what you're saying that there shouldn't be so much censorship about in everything, anything, where you're nervous to talk about anything. I feel like it, we've all gotten so sensitive to our own viewpoints, mm-hmm. and we're all so encased in our opinions that it, it, it's like, what's happening? Is it? Are you literally getting hurt by somebody else's opinion? Are you literally getting that upset that the, your world's imploding because someone else had a different opinion. I don't know what these these doctors said on Joe Rogan Experience. I have no idea, and I'm not defending it, but it's just someone else's opinion, and they are medical doctors, so they're just sharing their sure. opinion, and there's Joe is allowing that to happen on his show. What makes me concerned is that, you know— Well, I think he put out something today, too, that said— what he would like to do is have more, uh, you know, different opinions for, from one expert feeling one way. Another expert feels another way. Good for and, Joe. Yeah. And having yeah. more of a varied 
balanced sides. Like a, a well-rounded conversation yeah. rather mm-hmm. than always having these, you know, mm-hmm. doctors. And Joe, in his statement today, points out that eight months ago, if you told somebody that a cloth mask was dangerous to your health, you it's possible that you could have gotten blocked on social media. Mm-hmm. But today it's accepted that cloth masks don't work, mm-hmm. right? If you would have said eight months ago, you know, you can take the vaccine, but it's it may not prevent you from getting COVID. It's just going to prevent you from getting really sick, sick from COVID. Yep. That was not an idea that was accepted that you were considered anti-vax. But things evolve, like conversations mm-hmm. happen. Scientific communities evolve their opinions based on research. And so I and the reason why that happens is because there's discourse that goes on inside of those communities. Mm-hmm. They agree, they disagree, they debate, they go back and forth, they look at the numbers, they say it. Yeah, and new things are coming out every yeah. day yeah. about how this works. And so I don't want to be a bummer because I know this show is usually like goofy and and and, and ridiculous, quite frankly, and no one's coming to me for their opinion. <laughs> but I just thought, I, I because it's in our space, I just wanted to yeah. share a little bit my personal thoughts on this because everybody's been waiting for my personal thoughts on this. <laughs> Baited Brian. Everybody, yeah, everyone's going to wonder what Brian's going to say about the Rogan controversy. <laughs> I say that Neil has a right to do whatever he wants to do, and Joe Rogan is encouraging discourse and debate about differing ideas. And that, while I may not agree with all of it, mm-hmm. I don't want to see Joe get fired over it. No, I think I it's kind of ridiculous. And Joe said, "Listen, I, I don't have any problem with a content advisory. Like we may share ideas that are that are." not the mainstream medical belief. I don't have any, and I think he's doing the right thing Mm -hmm. by being contrite and saying, hey, listen, you know, I'm willing to make sure that all ideas get out there and that it's, they're all represented well. And I'm okay with putting a content advisory so people understand this may not be accepted medical practice, which I think makes sense inside of a pandemic. Now I'm not talking, you know, and I think that there, we can get into these like fine lines of everything, but then like, if you're, if you're calling for some person because of their race color creed skin who they love to be murdered that's like you know that's a different animal altogether right but that's not what's going on here that's not what what joe is doing so i think uh Joe did the right thing by putting out a statement. Spotify mm-hmm. says they have some longstanding policy that just magically appeared yesterday about the content <laughs> advisory for COVID-19. I'll be interested to see if they put a content advisory on this episode they because should. we've been talking about this. <laughs> and just to let you know, Chrissy and I are also pulling our full catalog <laughs> off of Spotify. It's either us or it's it's Joe Spotify. <laughs> You make the call. You have a hard decision in front of you. I just see the board of directors listening to our episodes. Well, (laughs) it's either Rogan with his 11 million listeners an episode or it's black market farts. (laughs) Call Brian. Let him know he's on. (laughs) We've made our decision. We've picked our pony and we're going to ride it. Thank we're, you, Spotify. We're going. T- we're going. Uh, we're we're going for the DD canter all the way. <laughs> DD canter live from your shitty little studio in north of Atlanta. <laughs> your forty-two listeners on Spotify have spoken loudly. <laughs> Wait. Got you covered. I was talking to a friend about this over the weekend. And I was like, what if we just will pull our catalog from like Google or something, you know, just uh-huh. and we'll put out a press release about it and see if we get any we traction. Should. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I also wanted to I, I thought it was. Uh, well, no, no, never mind. I thought it was interesting. And I, I thought I would point out that Neil, who I'm a huge fan of, by the way, love oh, his music, huge yeah. fan of Neil Young's music, has not always 
had the most con- as a mainstream of ideas either. So, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, they're cut from the same cloth with a different stitch, True. if you know what I'm saying. So, you know, I just thought I'd share that. that, that Thank that, you. And, so we'll, we'll figure out later if I cut that part out of the show. <laughs> you had to get it off your chest. Hey you, Mr. and Mrs. Podcast listener. We're going to take a short break to let you know a few things. TCBpodcast.com is where you can go to find out more information about Chrissy and I. If you choose, you can watch all the video there or listen to any of the audio. Our entire catalog is there at TCBpodcast.com. You can also drop us a line if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or content ideas. You can send it through the website or you can text us 661-237-8296. That's 661, the word best, the number two, and the word yo. If you'd like to take a look at us while we're doing this silly program, you can go to youtube.com slash the commercial break. We have brand new clips of these episodes every single day of the week, and we do YouTube exclusive content called TCB in the studio every couple of days. YouTube.com slash the commercial break. Subscribe if you don't mind. At the commercial break on Instagram if you'd like to follow us there. A lot of people have written us over the last couple of months and asked how can we support the show? How can we help it grow? You can tell your friends and family if you think they might be interested if you're not embarrassed to tell them you listen to the commercial break. Or you can leave us a review and or a comment on your favorite podcast publisher. That's the way that we grow the audience and we certainly would appreciate any help you could give us. We really are grateful that you take the time to listen to our program every couple of days. If you want to support the show even more, if you're in the market for their products or services, you could use our sponsors' specialized URLs or codes. That's how they know that we're doing our job and that means we can continue to do our job for you for free. And now a word from said sponsors. Did you, this is the most insane fucking story I have heard in a long time of regarding sexual health. Okay. And I don't even know if it's sexual health or it's just covering his tracks. Did you hear about Drake and his condom? I saw a blurb about a con- hot sauce condom so or something. I don't insane. know what it would, what, 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 how that happened. Let me see here. Okay. You ready? Yes. You want to hear it? Yes. Okay. Instagram model accuses Drake of putting hot sauce inside of a condom. An Instagram model is accusing Drake of getting a little too spicy during a recent. <laughs> <laughs> Who's writing this shit? National Enquirer. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, and by the way, how did you get this story? Like this girl sold you this story, obviously. Yeah, she, so she could have said anything. She's like, I got to go to the press about this. But, you know, Drake has not denied this. Okay. So and, and maybe it's good that he hasn't denied this. Maybe he feels like, the you know, the more scared these women are of <laughs> Uh, of this what is the story okay uh during a recent romantic encounter which allegedly took place at the rapper's hotel a few weeks ago the model claims that the self-proclaimed certified lover boy (laughs) born (laughs) albury drake graham (laughs) i didn't know his name was albury uh added a packet of hot sauce into the used condom after sex in order to kill his sperm after they had multiple encounters. Oh. After he disposed of his condom, she took it out of the trash and attempted to impregnate herself inside of well, the that's bathroom. that's why he did it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you dumb dumb. You couldn't get someone pregnant, so you sold your story to the National yeah. Enquirer. This is insane. I'm going to start doing this. I don't know why I would no. start doing this. But... <laughs> You're not getting a kid out of me, Aston. <laughs> I got Tabasco in my balls. Uh, the woman revealed the accusations to the much 
Too much hot tea blog. Sounds like a legitimate news organization right. to me. <laughs> Too much hot tea. <laughs> Saying after she screamed due to the burning sensation, Champagne Poppy, as he's known on Instagram. Champagne Poppy. <laughs> Couldn't get Drake. <laughs> Champagne Poppy. Uh, ran into the bathroom and allegedly admitted to pouring the hot sauce in the condom. I did it. I did it. I mean, <laughs> what? No. I was trying to impregnate you with your sperm out of the condom. And he's like, I'm so sorry. I put a hot sauce in there. I put hot sauce in there. Meanwhile, is he carrying around a bottle of like, you know, hot, like Texas well, Pete or something? I think it's so oh, you put a, a packet. Condoms yeah, you and hot you sauce can, packets. Yeah, you can that's, get them at Chick-fil-A. That's exactly. I do Texas Taco Pete. Bell. I do Taco Bell fire sauce. Me, personally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's that little extra oomph you're looking for when you're, uh, when you're jizzing. Though it's an unusual way to try and prevent pregnancy, the Canadian, the Canadian crooner has previously complained about having to go above and beyond to ensure women won't collect his sperm. Mm-hmm. Gold medalist, as he's also known. How many names does this guy have? <laughs> Champagne Poppy, gold medalist, Aubrey Drake Graham, certified lover boy, flushed magnums, just so uh, so they wouldn't collect the specimens. Uh-huh. He rapped on one song. Uh, gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> that Champagne so, Poppy level. <laughs> yeah, Champagne Poppy. Jizz Poppy, that's what they should call him. Hot Sauce Jizz. <laughs> that's his new nickname on Instagram. I'm gonna see if that's available and we should make a parody hot account. Jizz. Hot yes. Sauce Jizz. Yes. Only the finest in hot sauce for your jizz packets. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes. Uh, that's wild. Yeah. You can have 15 minutes of fame. I'll take the other two, the other 23 hours and 45 minutes, he captioned on the post. As Drake took to Instagram and seemingly addressed the rumors as he posted uh, two brooding pictures of himself. I can only imagine what those look like. His <laughs> friends and followers were quick to joke about the situation, one calling him Cholula Poppy in the reference <laughs> to the hot sauce. Uh, after the God's plan, Jesus Jones, dude, after God's plan, <laughs> posted another series of photos on Friday. God's plan? I guess that's what, God's plan. What? Where did that come from? I don't know. They, Is that I can the make up names Instagram? for myself, too. Is no, that's girls? his, that's, oh. his, that's <laughs> another name for himself. Uh, uh, God's plan. I think that's the name of one of his albums isn't it mm, it know. must be how many na- nicknames can you have a lot we apparently can, yeah what do we call me <laughs> uncle brian yeah hot sauce but i'm the honey mustard poppy that's what they call me <laughs> <laughs> i'm old we don't need hot sauce i just just need a, just need a little barbecue sauce that's it <laughs> put some uh what is that craft barbecue sauce that that incredibly dis- it's disgusting barbecue sauce that I, everyone loves so much what is that you never had a barbecue sauce by craft no you haven't had crafts barbecue sauce no i go fox brothers all the way uh, you go fox brothers <laughs> it's uh what it, it's um uh, kansas city craft bar maybe is it craft i don't know but it's yeah. like ketchup basically with right. sugar and some spices yeah, in i'm it. not a big ketchup fucking fan to delicious begin you're not a ketchup fan Mm-mm, at all you don't like ketchup at all no i mean i it's okay I don't put it on anything, though. How do I not, not know this about you? This yeah. is a new thing I'm learning about Chrissy I'm here after many years girl. of friendship. How do you not like ketchup? How is that even it's possible? It's not that I don't like it. It's like it's too sweet or something. I don't know. I don't. I, 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 on a hot dog, I'll do it on a hot dog. What about French fries? But, no, salt. That's salt. it? Mm-hmm. You don't put anything to juice that down, to slide crispy, those things down? Crispy fries with some salt. Mm. Doesn't that get dry? Doesn't that dry to you? Like the French fries get dry? No. No? You no. don't have any lube on there? No mayonnaise, <laughs> no, no mustard, no barbecue sauce, <laughs> uh-uh. no honey mustard? I'm not a dipper. Ranch? You're not a dipper? <laughs> I do like ranch. You do like ranch? Mm-hmm. So you'd go French fries and ranch? I would go French fries and ranch. Cool Ranch Doritos with ranch. It was very good. Cool Ranch Doritos <laughs> yes. with ranch? Yes, dipped in ranch. How much ranch can you have? (laughs) 
you want to hear a story about ranch? Yes. I don't know how I don't know how we got here, but I'll tell you this story. So my mom, my mom is yeah, you know we'll we'll talk about it here on the podcast. My mom is suffers from mental illness. She mm-hmm. has for for my entire life. It's just one of those things. So a number of years ago, we decided that my mom may need a little extra help around the house, right? Just to make sure that she was okay and and also that she was in an environment where she could be social. She's not like crazy. She's not standing on the side of a road with a sign or anything. She's a perfectly lovely human being. She just, you know, she suffers with some depression and some other stuff. So we decided, hey, mom, you need to be in a social environment. You know, you're getting a little up there in age, social environment where everyone can, uh, you can, every day you have an interaction and people can help you cook and clean and stuff like that. Stuff that, that might get harder to do even when you're normally just getting old, right? Like me, I need help cooking and cleaning. (laughs) So we make this decision and we have to go clean out this apartment that she's been living in for almost 10 years. She's been living in this apartment. So my twin brother and I decide we're going to go clean the apartment one day. Uh We know it's kind of a mess in there. And anytime you've been living somewhere for 10 years, it's, you know, you're going to, there's going to be shit under the couch. There's going to be stuff around, right? Yes. We get in there and at whatever time in the day we get in there and we take a couple of trash bags and we're like, hey, first things first, let's throw away the trash. Let's go through and get rid of Good stuff. Strategy. That, yeah, you just don't need, right? Yeah. And my mom's not there. So we start rummaging through the house. Kevin starts in the kitchen and I start in the bedroom. Within three minutes of being in my mom's closet, I find a bottle of Hidden Valley Ranch. Oh. A bottle of Hidden Valley Ranch mm-hmm. in her closet. It was a hidden, full. hidden bottle. It, it was a hidden, hidden bottle. That's the, <laughs> And then Kevin's like, hey, man, come here for a second. I'm like, okay. I go, hey, dude, I found a bottle of ranch. He's like, dude, I was just about to say, I've already found three bottles of ranch in this one. She's a ranch girl. Hoadley. (laughs) Ranch in the freezer. Ranch on top of the freezer. Uh Ranch down where you keep the cleaning supplies. Ranch in the laundry room. You got to be under the couch. Prepared at all times for the ranch ranch apocalypse. (laughs) The ranch apocalypse. I mean, what is she doing? The ranch attack. We had no idea what was going on. There were 50 fucking bottles of ranch. There must have been 50 bottles of ranch. It's good stuff. And only like four of them were opened, right? It is good stuff. But do you really need 50 (laughs) bottles of ranch? No. In your closet? What are you doing? What did you what ask? do I wear tonight? Huh? Look at this pretty black dress. You know what I should do? Let me take a shot of ranch. Let me pregame right. it with some ranch. Pregame ranch. <laughs> I can see my mom just drinking it straight out of the bottle. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Sometimes you need a la- shot of ranch. What do you do in the laundry room? You pour it on your clothes? <laughs> did you ask? Ancient green secret. <laughs> Little ranch on your stains. Did I ask? Of course I asked. My mom was like, I don't know. I don't know where I got all that ranch. I have no idea where I got all that ranch. You didn't find 50 bottles of ranch. And we were like, Mom, we found 50 bottles of ranch. I don't know. I think one time it was on sale. I'm like, Mom, it was on sale, but that doesn't describe how it got into your closet. What were you doing? Why would In you case of emergency. Break ranch. <laughs> like, I just, I just wonder... For forever, for now, the last five years, I've wondered under what circumstances did the ranch get into the closet or into the laundry room? How did that go down? I don't know. I don't have any condiments in my closet, but I uh, I have condoms in my closet <laughs> right next to the hot sauce. But the ranch, no. I just imagine my mom one day was like watching Judge Judy, and she had just gone to the store, and there were multiple bottles of yeah. ranch, and she was like, Good "Well, Costco purchase, yeah, just in case I'm eating chicken nuggets one day in the bedroom while I'm changing, yeah, I better put a ranch quick, in there. Quick, yeah, quick, get a ranch under the couch. Grab the ranch. Unbelievable. Ah. So, so you're a ranch girl. I, I like ranch. Yeah. Okay, what do you put ranch on? Well, as I mentioned, the Cool Ranch Doritos. Cool Ranch Doritos, I eat those, which is I'm just insane to me. I cannot believe you put ranch on ranch, but yeah. That's 
That's a no. ranch on ranch attack. That is a ranch. This is a double ranch. <laughs> Don't knock it until you try it. Have you tried it? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay, you know well, wait until you, you try yeah, it. Once you go double R. Just <laughs> <laughs> go double R. You never come home. I like ranch with wings, too. Oh, ranch is with wings. But mm. I think blue cheese is a sin with a wing. I would mm. rather have ranch all day mm. long. Or ranch. Yeah. yeah. Homemade like ranch is the best. Homemade ranch. The watery kind of ranch. The kind that gets mm. all over the wing. Don't give me none of that <laughs> yes. thick bullshit. Yes. That thick, frothy, you know, I'm specialty ranch. I don't want specialty ranch. <laughs> I want regular, drippy, oozy ranch mm. on my hot sauce, on my wings yes. that are also drippy and oozy. Yes. Now I like dry rub. On the wings. You like dry rub? Uh-huh. I'm a dry rub kind of uh-huh. guy. I like everything wet. I'm a dipper, though. <laughs> I have everything with sauce. Really? Almost everything has a sauce really? with it. Yeah. No. A hot sauce or a barbecue sauce. I have or almost a... nothing with, with I just dipping. find it insane that someone would not put ketchup I on mean, their I'm french fries. I mean, I'm going to have a drink as I'm drinking, as I'm eating. So, I, you know, your mouth can't get too dry. Well, I know. But potatoes, like especially french fries, if mm. they are not immediately eaten. Mm-hmm. Within seconds of coming out of the fryer, they start to dry up. That's just the, that's just the way it is. The oil yeah. kind of dissolves or whatever it is. And so the ketchup is there to lube it down. It's the perfect combination, French fries and ketchup. No, uh-uh, oh, my God. Me. Holy, I think you have something <laughs> wrong with you. Does Jeff know this about you before he you guys does. got married? Jeff is not a ketchup guy either. Jeff's not a ketchup guy no, either? No. You cannot be trusted. <laughs> this is insane. It's not like we specifically hate ketchup. It's just not something I pull out. But there is a, a dif- there is a difference between spe- not specifically hating ketchup and not putting it on your french fries. I eat each to their own. No, not each to their own. This is an American thing. You, <laughs> if you live in the United States, I have to, I, I venture to say. Uh, the French put, do it with the mayonnaise. Okay, so I've at least they're the putting mayonnaise. something on their I've french fries. I've tried the mayonnaise before. It's yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, I agree but, with you. I can. I, can mm-hmm. I did. I went through a mayonnaise and French fry phase. Yeah, yeah until I saw it on my waist every morning. Yeah, well, that's fucking, right. That's yeah. the case. That shit. Will so make I think you that's fat maybe why quick. I don't. I'm not a big dipper. Is because I mean I love hot sauce. Yeah. In general, but hot yeah. sauce great. But yeah, I mean everything else just adds the calories. You know. I yeah. I, mayonnaise, I, I I agree with, and I know mm-hmm. there's a lot of sugar in ketchup. Yes. But I just find it nearly impossible to not put something on my French fries, and usually that thing is a ketchup. Okay. Right, and I'm just I'm worried about you and Jeff. <laughs> worried about the two of you. <laughs> Concerned about what's going on at that house. Over Don't there. worry, it's we're okay. <laughs> I'm worried that everything's just so dry. I mean, is there any lube in the house for anything, or is everyone just like let's just <laughs> let's just go in dry? <laughs> Jeff, call me. Uh, I, yeah. I, I I'll just, have Jeff call you. I was going to say, if he had known this before the <laughs> wedding, would he have gone through with it? But then he doesn't do it either. Uh-uh. So the two human beings born and raised in the <laughs> United dry States. Fries. The, yeah, dry fries. <laughs> so is there any reason you would put ketchup on anything? Like, is there, I said a hot, hot dog. dog. What yeah. about a hamburger or a cheeseburger? No. No, you wouldn't? Mm, I like mustard. Just mustard. Mm-hmm. That's it. I like mustard. You don't put any mayonnaise on there. No barbecue sauce. I, I love mayonnaise. Yeah. But yeah, no. I, I like yeah. mayonnaise for different things, ketchup for different things. But on the whole, I'm not a French fry dipper, period. I just want everyone to know that we, there may be a break in the commercial break as we take Chrissy for an assessment and evaluation at a condiment therapist. I want to understand what's going on in her brain. I don't understand. You know, the first time I gave my child um, uh, ketchup, then it never stopped. Now mm-hmm. it's catch up with everything. Yeah. And so yesterday when we, we were we were <laughs> driving home starts. from something, let me tell you something. There were some apple slices on the table and he also had some French fries. And so I gave him some ketchup for the French fries. And then I caught him dipping the apple slices 
in the, the ketchup. ketchup. Mm-hmm. It was insane. I was like, son, what are you doing? And he's like, mmm, daddy, mmm. <laughs> he I, likes ketchup. Yeah, I think you can take it too far. You don't need a bottle of ranch in your in your laundry room. Hi, Brian. It's your ranch, mom. I'm here at Hidden Valley. <laughs> My mom's going to die and go to Hidden Valley. (laughs) I just read actually a whole story about the Hidden Valley guy that started the ranch. Yeah. He had a ranch. Is that why he called it ranch? Hidden Valley. Yeah. Yeah. He's guy came up with the idea for ranch. Yeah. And then he sold it to whatever craft or whatever whatever makes it now. I was just reading about how uh, Mm -hmm. ranch dressing. It's like a job too that you can have at Hidden Valley Ranch, the company. A, a ranch taster? A ranch taster. And yes. so you taste the ranch for consistency mm-hmm. and stuff like that? Yes. God, that might be a good job. But how long could you have it? I yeah, I mean, like, you know, a couple of years. <laughs> well, so your yeah. T, your T, T cells are down, your white cells are up, and you got a shit ton of ranch in your dick. <laughs> You're pissing pure ranch. I, I don't know. I, I think that, I think even though I'm one of those guys, I'm like one of those OCD eaters that I'll eat one thing for a period of time. Oh, like, you do do that. Yeah, I do do that. Yes. Like I'm on the uh, Cheerios Honey Crunch Specialty Oats honey cereal. No, not I Honey Nut Cheerios. It's a Cheerios, but then it tastes, remember the cereal O's? Have uh-huh. you ever had the cereal yes. O's? That, yes. that cereal was so good to me. It tasted so good. It is. This is their <laughs> version of O's because I don't know, I mean, O's might be made still, but I, I never see it at the at the grocery store. But now Cheerios has their a version. of cereals. And I'm on it. I'm yeah. on Ranch Jalapeno pretzel sticks and <laughs> Cheerio O's and going to the gym every day so yeah. <laughs> I can fight back. That's a true story. Makes uh, sense. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, you know. <laughs> You've got your your way of doing yeah. things and I've got mine. Anybody uh, wants to co-host a podcast, let me know. I don't know if I can have a non-ketchup eater on the podcast. <laughs> Just talking about that. <laughs> uh, so back to, uh, so anyway, so Drake puts, you know. he That's us in the condom. But to, I can. To kill un- the sperm. Yeah, but I can understand why Drake Drake would do this. So yeah, like when you get I to that too. level, of, in, the, the, yeah. This lady. And she tried it. She tried it. She tried Didn't to she actually impregnate herself. she notice that it herself. was red? <laughs> there was something else in there. She's trying to sperm. impregnate herself by throwing sperm back in her vagina. I mean, first of all, I think she misunderstands how gravity works. And second of all, I mean, obviously, this is not the brightest bulb in the bunch. I don't bunch. think he's seeing her again. No, probably not. <laughs> He I, he may not even know who it is. I don't even know. That, do they give her name? They don't even give her name. Uh, no, they don't even give her name. But this is like the shittiest thing that I can think of doing to somebody. I mean, one of the shittiest things that I can think of doing to somebody yeah, it's is pretty shitty. trying to re-impregnate yourself yes. with old sperm. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, come on. Old sperm. <laughs> uh, you get a turkey baster or something. What are you yes. trying to do? Like literally slip the condom in your... How does that work? I don't what was even, she intending on doing? Yeah. Getting on the floor, throwing her legs up on the sink? I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Coaxing it down. <laughs> Come on, baby. Like a, like a ketchup packet. Like, you know... Stay the, alive. The last Stay of the toothpaste. Yeah. Come on. I got 24 hours. I know. it. <laughs> You're going to win in there. You're going to win. <laughs> it's so stupid. It but, is so stupid. But then imagine she gets pregnant. Then she's got a t- she's got a ticket to ride for that's the rest right. of her life. That's mm-hmm. the that's a horrible thing to do to somebody. Horrible. Dra- well, then you know maybe Drake should check who he's sleeping with. Seriously, might need to vet them a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, he's already got some kids too. I think doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, I think so. Like a kid or two or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I feel I honestly feel bad for Drake in this situation, but you know it's uh, fair caution to all. That's right. Bring when you just carry some carry some Tabasco That's or it. ranch. 
You know those little, you know those little <laughs> airplane bottles? Yeah, or ranch. I'm sure ranch would do the same thing, actually. I'm sure sperm cannot live yeah. in ranch. I'd be interested to ask Dr. Sin, what condiments could, could can sperm. kill sperm yeah, or could live with sperm? Like I imagine mayonnaise is probably one of those that if you, in, under the right circumstances, sperm could live in. We should do an experiment ooh, here. Ooh, yeah. This is why commercial break is number 17 on the comedy podcast charts. It's discussions like this that you can bring home to your Frank, family. honest. Frank, honest <laughs> discussions about which condiment sperm lives in. I think mayonnaise is one of them. I bet ranch you could probably do. I wonder why. Well, I, vinegar is probably what would kill the sperm in the, hence, in the hot sauce. Hence the hot sauce. Hence yes. the hot sauce because vine, uh, hot sauce, most hot sauces have some, at least some vinegar in there. So yes. smart thinking. Smart uh, thinking. He's, yeah. been, he's, he's done this before. He has done this before. Have, <laughs> have you been watching Jeopardy? Oh, I love Jeopardy. Do you uh, do you love Jeopardy? I, I I do love Jeopardy, but I I have to man. I haven't watched it since the Alex died. New, yeah, yeah. It's too hard and for me. Who's the new one? Is Ken Jennings? Well, no, it was uh, what is Malik? Yeah, my uh, yeah yeah. <laughs> she was blossom. Oh, she was Blossom. Mm-hmm. Yes, she was Blossom. I'll refrain from the jokes, but she was Blossom. Oh, no, I'm thinking of Punky Brewster is a different one. Yes. Um, yeah, she was Blossom. She was Blossom. Malik, she- Halik or something. Yeah. yeah. Malik, Malik. Yeah, Malik. I feel bad that we're mispronouncing mm-hmm. it right now. <laughs> Just know that we're well-intentioned. <laughs> Almost always on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Almost 100% of the time. 90% It works of the, every yeah, time. It works every time. So you stopped watching because Alex was the reason why you watched? Yeah. I think so. I, he was a big part of I it. I think so. And I'd like to test my own knowledge, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you're right about this, about the game shows. Because if you think about, like, let's think about what's the Family Feud. Yeah, right? I love Family Feud. So fam- That's Jeff and I love yeah. that. So oh. Family Feud became popular. I went popular. to the Family Feud. I know, I, I remember was this. in the audience, front row. Steve Harvey. But do you go did you go in are there like multiple tapings in a day? Did you sit we, for it multiple? Was two. It was two tapings. Yeah. And how mm-hmm. long did that take? Uh it took like, you know, 4 5 hours. 4 or 5 hours for those yeah, two Yeah, we were next to the woman who was actually in the audience too, kind of next to us, and she would be signaling to Steve like if it's a correct answer or not. Oh, really? Yeah. So it you was sat next to the judge mm-hmm. essentially. And it, she had the answers. She had the answers. Yeah. And, now and then d- those would pop up, obviously, on the, you know, ding. But she screen. would signal that that was the she correct would signal, answer. And then that way he would kind of know. Oh, so he so, would. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, but it then, was interesting. But then couldn't the guests also look at her? Yeah, but they didn't know about her. Oh, they think. didn't know about her. Yeah. Okay, so, or maybe it was just some crazy lady that was no, signaling to the had, speech. No, she had, she had all the headphones. headphones and she was part of the production. Yeah. My, my point was, was. I love Family Feud. Family Feud. And I think most game shows are really because there's one consistent thing in that there's, you know, one, two consistent things, the game and its rules mm-hmm. and then the host. And so I really oh, yeah, think big part of it. that these have a lot that the, the popularity of these shows have a lot to do, a lot to do with the host. Absolutely. Many versions of Family Feud have been made, but there's only been three that have been really popular. And Steve Harvey is, I think, probably the he's most awesome. popular. He's awesome. He's really good <laughs> I at that. I, I don't watch him. it a lot, but when I watch it, he's yeah. a fucking riot, he that is, guy. He is. He Can't he's keep great. his foot out of his mouth. And you know what? There are so many sexual innuendos on that show <laughs> in 2021, <laughs> 2022, that it's like, yeah. you know. Uh, <laughs> they can get away with it there. 
Who is the guy who would run around kissing everybody? Yeah, Remember that was the original, the host. original host, and, and I he can't was like his name, but kissing yeah, teenagers on the mouth. The, they're from yeah. like the seventies. It's I rather think. disturbing. Yeah, yeah. he'd pat girls on the ass, and they were like yeah. thirteen, or he'd be like, "Wow, you're well developed." Yeah, it's, it's like <laughs> some nine year old. <laughs> yeah, you got big tits like your mom. Give <laughs> old Uncle Frankie a kiss here on the mouth. Yeah, <laughs> it was pure was sexual bad. harassment uh-huh. the entire time. Yeah, and he, he was drunk. Was it Roger Barris? Not Roger Barris. Okay. Was it Roger Barris? Was it? No, that was the Gong Show. Who was it? Was I'll have, we'll have to. Yeah, I don't care. No one cares. Who cares? You just know that the first. Go back and yes. watch some of the old from the seventies episodes of the first guy. Who was the other one that you liked? The Double Dare guy. Uh, the Double Mark Dare Summers? guy. I thought was good. I he's thought pretty the, good. He's, I think he's OCD, pretty good. like serious. Oh yeah, he's OCD, crazy. Yeah. yeah, but Double Dare is also. They tried Double Dare without Mark Summers, and yeah, it didn't work. Again. Yeah, he's yeah. a great host. He is a great host, yeah. and now he does all that food bullshit. He's famous, but now he's Louis rich. Anderson who just Louis died. Anderson who just passed away. Mm-hmm. He's super duper funny guy. Uh, he was good, but I don't think he was great. No, and I think he was a little too like he was big for the job. Like he, you know, he seemed like he was out of breath a lot, mm-hmm. and that to me felt uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, so. Steve, Steve Harvey, Harvey is right in there. Oh, yeah. Crowd he's... work is his thing. He's doing a great <laughs> job. I did notice that Steve Harvey's going to have a new show where he plays a judge. Like, it's like family court Judge style. Harvey? Yeah. Judge Harvey. I'm judge like, Harvey. I'm like, but I, as much as I love Steve Harvey, why is he playing a judge? Just because he's going to just tell people what to do? Here, I'm going to, there's a podcast <laughs> syndrome going on with television right now. And that is, there are so many ways to get television programming into your face yeah. streaming online phone you know hulu whatever there are thousands of distributors yes and they all have the same business model one or two subscription or advertising and it doesn't take a lot to make a program like that work yeah if you pay steve a couple million dollars a year all you got to do is sell a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of advertising each show which may sound difficult but if you have the connections may not be yeah. you have like you know fifty thousand viewers an episode and yeah. you can probably make pretty good money on that you know I mean, that means that i'll actually probably watch that show of course i will <laughs> yeah you know what i don't watch i don't watch like so, divorce court or no. any of that this is like all so fucking depressing but who was the guy, original people's court guy judge wapner wapner, wapner. and uh doug llewellyn this is bob bob has a dog bob's dog bit uh bill's boner <laughs> will bill's boner get paid it's like you know it was the it was the original and it was the best it was the original and you the best had, when you were sick from school Yes. <laughs> there were two, it was two episodes at 3 p.m. And you were going to watch both you of them. You had to watch that. People's and you also had to watch The Price is Right. The Price is Right. Of yeah. course, you had to watch. I and loved that show. I think what's a Drew Carey is just fine as, but Bob Barker will hey, never, Bob there Barker will never be another best. Bob Barker. Yes. And is I think Drew's still doing that show, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, okay. he is. Yeah, that's, what a gig. <laughs> that's a gig. Like, if I got one of those gigs, no one's going to ever hire me now that I've been on the commercial break. They're going to be like, <laughs> that potty mouth asshole is never going to come close to our TV studio. But that, to me, would be the ultimate gig it's really pretty good yeah a late night talk show host or a game show host yeah and just do it forever and ever yes (laughs) no i when drew carey first got that show when he was like two years into the show i was in los angeles and i went and ate at mel's diner right one of the famous diners out there mel's diner on venter or whatever it is Uh just you know because first of all it's a good place to eat and second of all you know you you catch a celebrity sighting you've been there i sat next to drew carey and the waitress told me when he went to the bathroom, the waitress explained that he came there every morning before the taping and got the same thing, got the ah. same thing to eat every morning. So I, you know, hey, congratulations on the job. 
you know, I've watched a couple episodes. I think you're doing. You talked to him. I talked to him. He could not have been nicer. No, he seemed like I a nice think guy. had he had more time, we probably would have sat and had a cup of coffee. He seemed like a very nice guy. Yeah, he seems like a great guy. And you got to remember, Drew Carey was a huge TV star at one point. Whose line is it, anyways? Whose line in the, and the Drew Carey show and the Drew Carey show, which actually yeah. wasn't that bad. One of my favorite show, but it was you know because yeah. it was all the same guys from Whose Line Is It Anyway <laughs> doing the same thing just on a set with Drew Carey. But here's my point. Back to the point. The hosts have a lot to do with the popularity of the show. The reason why Jeopardy loves the fact why they changed this, you know, back in, in the day, you can only win five episodes and then you you had to go. Yeah, that's true. And now you can win infinitum. It doesn't matter. Amy. Amy. The, the yeah. latest. Yeah. Amy, Ken Jennings and a couple others. I mean, there's been a couple who have yeah. done like, you know, 40 episodes in a row. But Amy, who is transgender... At one uh, fifty uh, one million something odd episode, uh, one million six hundred and thirty three thousand dollars on the okay. show, which is an incredible amount of money to yeah. make for going on a game show. Go, Amy. Yeah, and the question you want to know the question she lost on. What? Here's a question. I'll see if you can get it. Oh, what is the only country, only country recognized by the United Nations, uh-huh. whose name ends in H? Ooh. I don't think I would have gotten this one, but I read because I read it. Uh, you know, I I I don't think I would have got it, but maybe, mm, maybe. Mm. I can't even think right now. I give you one a hint. You want a clue? Okay, it's in East Asia. Oh, West Asia. I'm sorry. Oh. Asia. It's in Asia. <laughs> Why don't Actually, you? I don't know me. where it is. <laughs> Bangladesh. 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 So that's the one she got wrong, and that and that caused her to go. But the reason why these become news stories and why the popularity of the show goes up is because now there is some more consistency in the show. Like now there is a running theme when it's Mm -hmm. three new yahoos every single time, Mm -hmm. right? Lots of people like to answer the questions or see if they have enough smarts to answer the questions. I don't, I'm not jeopardy smart. I'm in the $100 category. If you you give me the 100s, if it was just like, it was jeopardy for assholes. (laughs) If we had like a $25 category, like, you know, Name, it's like that old Saturday Night Live bit, you know, name a word that starts with I. (laughs) The. What is the? (laughs) Yes. No, I mean, I I do like to test my knowledge. And you're right. I mean, I'm not going up into the the upper echelon. No, I'm not going. I'm not even going to the bottom echelon. We used to watch it every day getting ready. It's kind of informative, too. Yeah, you feel like you're a little bit smarter when you watch Jeopardy. Yeah. There aren't many game shows that tell you that. Like, yes. I don't need to know, you know, how, you know, what's one, <laughs> you know, what's one thing that looks like a stick that you use in the bedroom? <laughs> what rhymes with, you know, 50 people answer dick. You know, I don't need to know that. It doesn't make me feel any smarter, right? Nor does Price is Right. I can spin a wheel. You know, you can guess how many dollars a vacuum yeah. costs. But Jeopardy is one of the, it's like a, it's a smart person's. Game, game show, show. Yeah. Right. And so just like six word wordle is a, <laughs> is a game show is a, is a game that makes you feel a little bit smarter yes. when you're done with it. And so uh, while I agree that they're making the right choices for the host, right. I think uh, she's doing just fine. I watched. Well, a there was episodes. the other guy. He yeah. Was they kept the producer. switching back and forth. He yeah. was the producer that yeah, somehow but he was molesting girls or something. Be, yeah. No, I'm saying that wrong. That's not true. He was on a podcast and he was saying like racy things uh-huh. on this podcast. Now, some racy and possibly 
sexist and if I'm not mistaken, maybe a racist thing that he said yeah. on a podcast that he had mm-hmm. that really wasn't good. It wasn't all that funny. Yeah. I don't know why he did it in the first place. He's a fucking producer on Jeopardy. You don't need to do a goddamn podcast. Not everybody needs a podcast. I just tell you that. <laughs> I mean, if you want a podcast, go get a podcast, but not everybody needs a podcast. True. When you're a producer, an executive producer on Jeopardy, you must be making at least a million bucks a year. Yeah, something. You don't need a fucking podcast where you're telling blue jokes all day long. Yeah. You've got to keep that Jeopardy tradition. <laughs> They're not hiring me to replace Alec Trebek, that's for sure. And so, you know, so he was saying some things that that I went back and listened to it. Mm-hmm. Listen, it's just off. It was just off color comedy. Okay. Stuff that I don't think particularly think is funny. Yeah. Um, but he said that and that became a big controversy. Mm-hmm. But the other controversy was, why is this guy getting the job? Who the fuck right. is this douchebag? Yeah. Why? Yeah. He's an executive producer. So <laughs> yes. now he gets to host yes. after Alec dies. Yeah. Like he wasn't hand chosen and they by did, Alec. Like, it was like three people. I think it was the that, that guy, the producer, then Milik. <laughs> I'm going to call him Milik. Yeah. I can't even. Malik. Malik something. <laughs> okay. But also, Blossom. Blossom. Yeah. Okay. It was her and Blossom and Ken Jennings, and, I think, was the other one. Wasn't oh, okay. Was it? Yeah. I think yeah. Ken Jennings was the other like one. And they kind of like decided that it would be the producer guy and everybody had an uproar. And and they didn't they didn't go through any process. Yeah. They just decided that it yes. was going to be this guy. When you have – it's like when Wheel of Fortune, when Pat dies or Vanna goes away or yeah. they retire, you got to be extra fucking careful about who you decide to fill those shoes. You have to, yeah. You, and you better go sacred, through – Yeah. This better be a process. Thing. That's yeah. right. Who's going to replace Vanna? Mm. Who's going to replace Pat, the mean bastard that he is? I they can be replaced. They can't. No yeah. one's quite an asshole like Pat is. <laughs> no one comes across as more condescending than Pat Sajak. You got to find a real condescending asshole, Pat Sajak. <laughs> I think you might as well get Steve Bannon to replace Pat Sajak. <laughs> I mean, Bannon. it's like Pat Sajak is an asshole. Do you yeah. not get that sense? Yeah. I've never yeah. liked that guy. Yeah. I've I, never liked that. <laughs> I love Vanna. I absolutely love her. I think she's fantastic. She is a national treasure. Mm-hmm. She is a uh, – she's an icon. You know, Wheel of Fortune and Vanna go hand in hand. They really do. I think in some sense You can more, replace Pat. You can replace Pat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pat's just an asshole. You can replace yes, Pat. Yes, Vanna yeah. is going to be hard. Replace him with the executive producer of Jeopardy. Yeah. Maybe that's the best <laughs> exactly. place to put you it. You should go over there's there. A, there's a little more wiggle room in Wheel of Fortune <laughs> because, I mean, you're kind of smart if you get Wheel of Fortune, right? <laughs> yeah. But Wheel of Fortune is really more of a game of chance than it is a game of skill. Mm-hmm. And But Vanna, yeah. who are you going to replace her yeah, with? I mean, it's going to be hard. Better not be one of those fucking bachelorette ladies. No. I swear to God. That's what the, the, yeah, no. everybody, wants to re- everybody wants those bachelorette ladies to do no, something. No, 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 no. Who would replace Vanna? Like, I'm thinking like Vanessa Williams or something like ah, that. <laughs> might it be some, Vanessa Williams, like yeah. the old... You're talking about Miss Miss USA, yes. Vanessa yeah, Williams. Yeah, yeah. Don't you think they might have to get somebody younger? So they, mm. Like if she becomes popular, like Vanna go did, you kind of go. Vanna's been there for what thirty eight years long or something. Time. A long time. Still looks great. Still looks great. Still yeah. knows how to spin those things. Even yeah. though they're touched, they're bing. Bing. <laughs> bing. Do you think she actually touches them, or do you think that she does touch them? Okay. Do you think that that <laughs> is what causes it to actually happen? No. No. It's somebody, somebody's it's, actually. It's a well coordinated situation. She touches it as it's being turned. When I, I can't remember. Maybe it does. Maybe <clears throat> she does. Maybe she does. Maybe it's a touchscreen. It's a touchscreen. I can't remember. Do they light up before? Yes, they light up before she they touches them. Yeah. Well, no, she touches it at the same time. It's oh. very well coordinated. Huh. She must have a, something she off used camera. She have to turn. Yeah. Turn them. Well, that's when I thought before she was digital. really doing her best work. Yeah. When she was a turner. <laughs> Now that she's a, a toucher, are you a toucher or a turner? 
<laughs> when you're a toucher, it takes less work. But now she's earned her she's earned her touching. Oh, she's done her stripe. How 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 now Vanna doesn't that's what she does on the show, right? Yes. And I'm not I'm not knocking Vanna. But how fucking incredibly boring on some days must that be yeah to just stand there and touch not boring to make a ton of money though no she gets paid like five million dollars a year to turn <laughs> yes, those to touch yes, those fucking pads yes. i think she and might wear get cool dresses i hope she gets paid as much as pat sajak does i really she do better. i yeah she better that's a controversy I, i'd be willing to have a discussion yes, about right here on the commercial it. break we should research do you think it. vanna would come on the commercial break <laughs> i would love to have vanna you know i think we can get the executive producer that, of jeopardy <laughs> I don't know what else I can do. I think that's it. I love Vanna. Love Vanna. Vanna White fan. You know, I, I grew up in Chicago, and I, I I feel like Vanna had some ties to Chicago for some reason. Mm, I think she's a California girl, oh, or she maybe was born in Chicago, moved out to... to I, you know, I just saw something about this. As a kid, I always felt a very, like, a kinship with She went with out Vanna. there. She went out to California to go into yeah. acting or modeling. Okay. And uh, they picked her, they plucked her out. She landed on Wheel of Fortune yeah. and never left. Yeah. There's a Price is Right girl that's been there for like 30 years too. Can we can we do that? Yeah. Ding. Ding. PCB. <laughs> can we do that here in the Ding. studio? Yeah. Starts with oh, a T. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll do that. Maybe I'll yeah, see if I can should. get a version of Wheel of Fortune. We should. And we'll play it up there. <laughs> TCBpodcast.com is where you go. You can listen to all the audio, watch all the video. If you want your TCB collectible sticker, you go there. You do some stuff. You send us a photo of it. You give us your address. We send it off. We never sell or send your information to anybody because no one's willing to pay us enough money. (laughs) (laughs) We appreciate you visiting our sponsors. Please use their specialized URLs and codes. We would appreciate it. Check out Mike Pesca's The Gist. He's a friend of the show. Uh, check that show out. If you have a con- view, if you like common sense and pragmatism, <laughs> which is a word I just made up, check out Mike Pesca's The Gist. Just back from hiatus. Um, J-E-S-T? G-I-S-T. 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 The Gist. Okay. Straight to the point or a podcast hosted by Mike Pesca. There you go. Do that. We're a good friend of the show and, um... I just I'm just sharing because I like it. Awesome. Uh, at the commercial break on Instagram, no one ever goes there, but you should. We're number seventeen. But we I'm can't posting go. more. Oh yeah, on Chrissy, Instagram. go follow Chrissy. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. posting more on Instagram. Yeah, what's gonna, what's that I'm handle? Post, I'm gonna, at TCB Chrissy. TCB Chrissy. Yeah. At TCB Chrissy. I, yeah, I'm going to post uh, what we're listening to here in the studio, which is some New Orleans funk. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. All right, so go there, and what you must do for us, please. Go check out the new studio, youtube.com slash the commercial break, youtube.com slash the commercial break. Subscribe, like the videos. We certainly would appreciate it. I think you'll enjoy. We put out clips almost every day of the week. Uh, you can only get the full episode here on the audio version, but we have clips every day of the week of the show. We put the best stuff out there and we do in the studio, which is a segment that you can only get on YouTube. So please go there and subscribe. We certainly would appreciate it. Okay. Now, this is what I got to say. I love you. I love you. What else can we do today? I think that's it. Best to you. Best to you. Best to you out there in the podcast universe. Until next time, we always say, we must say, and we do say, bye. The Commercial Break. New episodes on Tuesdays and now Fridays. New YouTube clips drop daily at YouTube.com slash The Commercial Break. Visit TCBpodcast.com for access to our entire media library. Follow us at The Commercial Break on Instagram. 
Each episode is written and produced by Brian Green, co-hosted by Chrissy Hoadley, with additional content provided by Tina Connolly.